Welcome to the Pastor's Roundtable Podcast, a podcast where we pull apart and deconstruct the habits, routines, and tactics of the great men and women of faith. Drastically changed my life. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here is your host, Ryan Latham. Well, welcome to episode 44 of the podcast. Today, I'm excited to share with you my conversation with my good friend, Hetty Coleman. He is a community activist. He is a local church pastor. He is a politician. He is a champion for people winning in their everyday life. Hetty Coleman's a great guy, great friend, and we have a great conversation. And I know today in this, this world that we're living in right now can be stressful for people And so I have a stress assessment available for you to help to kind of figure out where you, maybe your team is at with some stress levels. And also the assessment will give you some practical tips on how to lower your stress as a team and as an individual. You can take that assessment at renewedleadership.org slash stress. That's renewedleadership.org slash stress. Take it. It'll help you, help your team. Here's my conversation with Hetty. My good friend, Mr. Hetty himself, and uh, he is a campus pastor. He is a leadership master of all things. He is a politician. He is Red Sox wearing. He is a handshaker, hugger, and all-around fantastic human being. Uh, Guys, give it up for Hetty Coleman. So, Hetty, why don't you just take a second here and uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about just kind of your ministry journey. Uh, Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, but first, let me thank you for letting me be a part of this. Uh, I deeply appreciate you uh, inviting me on to be, uh, I I think it's so important that uh, people share their stories. And so thank you for giving me this opportunity to share uh, a little bit of my story. So I live in a small town just north of Oklahoma City. Uh, we call it Guthrie, America, but it's Guthrie, Oklahoma. I feel like I feel like you were about to start singing there. I'm just a small town girl. You know? I'm just a small town guy. That's <laughs> all, man. That's all I am. So, uh, so yeah, I have been. So I started ministry probably with my grandfather when I was a young boy. A lot of people don't know this. Like I've been a part of like four different church plants. Uh, we used to do church in a way that you would go knock on doors. And that's how you got people to church. Uh, every Saturday morning, uh, we had Sunday night service. So I've been a part of those types of uh, church plants and things of that nature. And so uh, when I was, 1998 is when I felt a real call to ministry. And that was under my grandfather. And um, and ever since 1998, I just kind of have been learning who God's called me to be within ministry. It, where originally, I thought I was going to be what I call a pulpit preacher, meaning like, I went and bought suits because this is just the way that I've seen it, right? I went and bought suits and all this because I thought I was going to go just preach in all these different churches and things of that nature. And then one day I was running and God was like, I didn't call you to that. And I was like, you didn't call me to what? He's like, I didn't call you to, to what you're saying ministry is. And I was like, well, what, what did you call me to? And he said, I've called you to outreach. And I was like, well, what is outreach? And I'm running down uh, Northern Expressway having this conversation with God because I used to live over there 
in Oklahoma City, Northwest Expressway in Rockwell, there's a Target right there and there's apartments behind it. And I'm running and he says, I called you outreach. And I was like, well, what is outreach? Like, what does that mean? And he says, uh, acts of kindness. He said, I just want you to go out to the world and, and however that may look, the simplest way, just to be kind to people. Because from that, people begin to say, well, why are you so nice? Or why are you so this? And I always get to point them back to Jesus. At the end of the day, I'm just a guy who loves to outreach and, and love on folks. Yeah, that's a huge part of you uh, and your your journey and even a big part of your leadership emphasis and your focus, right, is uh, being intentional about being involved in community um, and really just kind of random acts of kindness is a big part of really uh, who you are. And so why don't you just tell us, just kind of, you know, give us a little bit more of that story. What does that yep. look like for you? What does that like random acts of kindness look like to you? I know you're an avid writer as well. So yep. just talk to us about a little bit of the, uh, some practical things that you're doing, but also just a little bit more of that heart behind it as well. Yeah. So I, I think too, in that I really, and, and I'm not, the, I'm not perfect at any of this, but one of the things that God also just dealt with me on was this whole renewing of your mind because I, I really had to begin to see people in a different light, right? In Romans 12, uh, one and two, first he says, don't be like the world. So don't be conformed to the world. So the way that you're gonna really be the best at who I've called you to be is you can't think like the world thinks. Uh, and I think some of, for, for example, loving your enemies is not a worldly thought, right? Praying for those who persecute you are, is not the way the world sees things. And as we can see in our political environment, it's just kind of how we can find ourselves dealing with people. So renewing my mind, I so I really got into, into God's word. And I remember the first time I ever preached, the message was Monday through Sunday. And, and, and I was like, what is Monday through Sunday? It was at the middle of the night. He gives me this thing, Monday through, he says Monday through Sunday. And the verse that he led me to was 1 Peter 2 and 2, where it says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word of God, and you will grow thereby. So he's like, oh, I get it, because I understood that a baby needs milk sometimes several times a day. And that's the same way I need God's word. And then that took me back over to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Don't be conformed to the world. Renew your mind. You'll be transformed. And then you'll know the good and perfect will of God. And in that, for me, just kind of how he communicated to me, is his will is to love folks. Like he sent his son to love people. And so I had to find simple ways that I can do that in my life. And what does that look like? One, I can't do it alone. So how can you gather and build a community of people who are in to doing life with one another? And that kind of goes back to this Acts 2, 44 through 46, where he talks about they had all things in common. They began to sell all their goods to meet each other's needs. And then he says he added to them daily those who were saved, right? And so going back to this whole, his good and perfect will. So looking at how I can love people, be practical in that, build a community of people who want to do that. So one of the things we do here in Guthrie is we use this hashtag, community wins. And the reason we started the hashtag is when I first became the CEO and president of the Chamber of Commerce, I was like, how do we gather people, even if they may not all be believers, people understand what it means to lock arms, we understand football, we understand basketball, we understand what it means to be a team. And when the teams come together, they what? They win. So we started using this hashtag community wins. And in that I started figuring out 
what are some simple ways that we can love each other? So how do we go and serve the school? So we started placing different churches and businesses with schools. Real simple, just go check in with the secretary once a week. What can I do for you? Oh, y'all want Sonic drinks? Let's bring you some Sonic drinks, right? And so you got all these different people now in the community just doing random acts of kindness for people. Why? Because we simply just started asking, like, what does that look like for us? Then another thing that uh, I started doing was just every day I try to write three to five handwritten notes to just people. And, and, and I just kind of go through my social media feed. I think about people in town. I look at my calendar to see who I met with. And from that, I just decide who I'm going to send out a note to. Uh, because I understand that people open those notes. It's not something that's common these days. But, oh, my goodness, you know, makes them smile. And then I go to people's office and I see them hung up on their wall. Even lets me know even more that, oh, these things are being appreciated by people. You hang something on your wall as an adult, you know, that says that you really value it. You know, that's not something that you do often, you know, uh, unless it's from your kid or something. And so that let me know that it's just those simple things that we can do, bringing people drinks, bring them a card. Oh, we do this thing called Red Balloon Thursday, where uh, I'll ask people who should we go do something nice for or whatever. We take them a red balloon and a gift card. You know, it's just, just things like that, man. And they go tell those stories. And, and, and that becomes um, contagious. And, and people want to be connected to one another in that way. So, All right. So tell us a little bit. Give us some context of the city of Guthrie. It's the size, kind of where it sits in Oklahoma, just a little bit. So that people, you know, obviously not everyone's in Oklahoma is listening. So kind of some context yeah. of kind of what that looks like. So, so most people know Oklahoma City. If they know Oklahoma, so Oklahoma City's the capital of Oklahoma. And so we're just north of Oklahoma City. Uh, there's about 10,000 people who live in, in, in my community, in my city. And uh, um, it, we haven't grown much. We were the first capital. We always say that they came and stole it from us and took it to Oklahoma City. And so we are the original capital of Oklahoma. And so we're five A. We have five A school. We're a football community. Every Friday night, when football season is going, you can find everybody downtown and get at the football stadium, cheering on. Just kind of that old small town feel. Uh, we like to say everybody knows each other. That's not so much true, but you know, there's a good portion of people who know one another here. Uh, we wave at each other. One of my favorite things to do is my walk in the morning to just. Just waving at folks, you know, I think about an hour walk and, and waving at people in my, in my community. So it's really good. That's awesome. So why is community involvement so important to you? Um, you know, obviously you're in a smaller town, but what are some things that maybe even somebody in a larger town can still get involved? Because sometimes I feel like when you're in like a big city, it feels like, man, this is too big. I can't really make a dent in this, but like, what are some community involvement things that you feel like transcend into even maybe some larger towns or for those that are listening that are in small towns, what are some of the community involvement uh, things maybe transcend? Yeah. Uh, so big cities, I would, I would say the way that you make that smaller is by zip code. So uh, you just can say, Hey, I'm going to focus on 73120. And everything in that zip code, typically there's going to be a school, maybe multiple schools. There's going to be a grocery store in that zip code. And that becomes your place, your coffee shops, 
you just do it within that zip code to kind of make it uh, feel a little bit smaller to give you a little bit more of a base. Because again, so true, you can't, uh, you start thinking about some of these cities are so big, you really can't reach everyone. So I would make it smaller. Uh, one of the things, so I moved back to Guthrie in 2007, 2008. So a lot of that time I was in Oklahoma City. And so what I did was I built an event called We Tell Stories to bring people in. And so it, through We Tell Stories, that's kind of how I built my community. And then from that, start reaching more people. Because again, just investing in people, that's how you're going to grow your reach. And so we had We Tell Stories for a number of years in Oklahoma City. But then when I moved back to Guthrie, some practical things that we saw that were important was one, mentorship. So for a small community, what happens is you grow these wonderful students, and then the first thing they do is graduate and they leave the community. So mentorship is important. And within that mentorship, always reminding the mentors to share their story, share their story of how they work, share their story of how they're involved in the community, because that's going to give these students this idea of like, oh, I can do that here. In, Oakland, in Guthrie, America. Yeah, you can do that in Guthrie, America. You can be this person in this town. So mentorship is important. So that's one of the ways that we really try to be involved in the community. Uh, staying connected to the Chamber of Commerce, even as a church is important because without the economic drive, you can't have jobs in your community. You know, you can't have date nights if you don't have restaurants and ice creams and businesses. So how do I get involved with Chamber of Commerce's and within the chamber, oftentimes they have different committees. There may be an education and workforce foundation. There's a business council. So the more believers that we have connected to these things and not to be hyper super spiritual, but just be who you are, be loving, be connecting, be asking how you can be praying for people. So now you're connecting to these people and now this is the way that they can see uh, the church add value, they understand who you are, but get involved with your chamber, mentorship. Then if you have a YMCA is another thing, get on boards, get on councils and be a part of those things. So now you have a voice in the direction that things are going. So join a, a council or a board of some sort. That could be as a chamber board, YMCA board, um, uh, um, United Way. So just different, simple things like that. That's a once a month commitment. Uh, maybe three or four hours a month because you want to think through any of the opportunities that y'all have as an organization and how it best uh, serves your city. Uh, another thing is create just your own ways of doing cool things. For example, I'll randomly go buy six dozen donuts and I'll take them to local businesses and just walk those donuts in and just say, hey, I just want to celebrate y'all today. Like doing simple things like that that's going to help you stand out from everybody else. Because people notice those things and they appreciate it because there's not very many people doing them. Go win. Yeah. Right. So what you're, you know, this is a big, big slogan for you. This is a big passion for you. Talk to us about what is go win. What are you doing with go win? Uh, how can people get involved in their, maybe even their own go win? Yeah. Yeah. So go win is something that, uh, so by, by, my gift is in, is as an encourager. I tell people I don't have very much, but I'm an encourager. Like that's just pours out of me. And so I started this hashtag Go Win years ago. And what would happen is whenever I hang up the phone with somebody, I was like, Hey, Go Win. 
whenever I send a text message, I'll hashtag go win at the end. Just always put that in front of people because in, in our minds, we understand what it means to go. We understand what it means to win. And so then it came to a place like, well, people start asking, well, what does go win mean? And so I was like, ah, I don't go win. And so I created a definition because people wanted more. And the way that I define go win is continuing or starting being consistent in those right things that allow for you to achieve the wins you want for your life so you can live out your greatest story. So that became that definition. Uh, it's kind of how I define go win. But then people was like, man, is there more? And so I built a workshop around go win. And in that workshop, I created a, a packet, a go win packet. And what it kind of walks people through is through their superhero list. So I have what I call a superhero list. Superhero list is three to five things that if you achieve these things, it'll make you feel like a superhero. And when I, when I say that, what I always explain to people is like, superheroes have a certain swagger about them. They, they have confidence. They go attack things that are challenging and, and, and maybe bringing harm. And so whenever you are achieving these things, you just have more confidence. You, you're, you're kind of taking on life and winning. So we create a superhero list. And then we talk about your cover story. And the cover story is whenever somebody is in line at Walmart and they look to see that magazine, that front page of a magazine is the cover story. And they put things on that that, grab, that make people want to grab the magazine and begin to look in the magazine. Like begin to flip through the pages because advertisement, the way magazines make money is through these advertisements. So they got to get you to grab it and they need you to open it up so you can start putting eyeballs on these advertisements. So I always ask people, what is your cover story? When people see you, what's going to make them say, man, I want to know Ryan. I want to dig into his story. So I, so what we do is we, we kind of get a poster board and people start putting all these different things that they want to see in their story and be a part of their lives. And then from that, we started talking about, so what are the right things for you to be consistent in to achieve whatever this is? So let's say Ryan says, hey, one day I want to write a book and I want a million people to read this book. Okay, so what are the right things that you need to do in order to achieve this win for your life? Because what happens is once you achieve that, your story gets that much better, right? And I want to dig more into that. So we do the right things. And then we do what we call brain things. And the brain thing is where we just write all the different things. It's kind of like brain, it's brainstorming. We like brain things because we're trying to figure out what are the right things you need to be consistent in to achieve whatever that is on your superhero list. So we do that. And then we talk about some right things that I think everybody should be consistent in, regardless of whatever it is that you want to achieve. So learning, everybody should be consistent in learning. Uh, two, planning, everybody should plan. Uh, now, that doesn't mean your plan is going to always work out. Like I plan today. And I've had multiple things, but I planned it. Uh, and planning also is, is telling your future what you're going to do versus your life just coming at you and your life taking control. Another thing is people. Who are the right people that you need to be consistently around? Uh, another thing on there is measuring. Uh, if, if you, whatever you treasure, you measure. So if you treasure this thing, you want to definitely measure it. So and kind of see what the progress is in that. And then uh, the, another right thing that we talk about is sharing your story. Like constantly be sharing the story that you want to see for your life, uh, the vision that you have, because the more you tell it, the realer it becomes. So that's kind of the gist of what a Go Win workshop looks like, but then also what Go Win is for me, because all those things I want to have in my life 
and uh, allow for me to live out my greatest story. All right. So right behind you, for those guys that are on the podcast, there's a little stack of books there. Okay. So I know that you uh, are always in, in diving into a new book or something like that. So what are some books uh, that you would recommend to help people maybe in the area of community involvement or uh, go win or even just uh, it, maybe just even in their own personal life? What are some books you'd recommend? Oh, man. So one of the books on the spot here. Yeah, one of the books I talked about earlier today was Improving Your, Your Serve by Charles Swindoll. So it's called Improving Your Serve. Great book. Uh, it made a huge difference in my life. Uh, Winning with People by John Maxwell, uh, which is super important. Just the idea, like, again, going back to one of the right things to be consistent in is the people being around the right people. Uh, another book, uh, Ordering Your Private World. Uh, is, is another uh, great book. I can't remember who the author is, but that's another one. Fred Factor. Uh, I can't remember who the who the uh, but author. Do you know who the author is Fred Factor? Oh man, I I I don't off the top of my head, but I, that's a great book. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's one I don't hear too often. That's a good one. Yeah, Fred Factor is is, is another one that uh, still like an artist uh, is, is another good book. And then uh, oh man not magic creating magic uh it's a book about a guy who worked for years with disney world uh but those are awesome there's some creativity in those books there's uh leadership in those books there's personal stuff in those books but those are some of the key books that i love so the way that that works for me reading i'll just go ahead and say this is i try to have a morning routine and so that morning routine i use an app called productivity and, the, and the, all these things are listed in my productivity app so I can go check them all. This goes back to measuring things. Uh, so I use productivity, then I use another app called Notion. They both have the same list in them. Productivity app lets me see every month to see how consistent I was in these different things. The Notion app has my daily planner in it. And so my daily planner has a list of different things. In my daily planner, I have uh, the things I wanna be consistent in, my morning routine, who I wrote handwritten notes to that day, my verse from the day from my reading, then it has a schedule by hour from uh, 4.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. because that's kind of how I want to schedule out my day. Then it also has my goals at the bottom of that list. And so Notion lets you build out different pages and you can, you can do different things and you can do bullets, you can do uh, my to-do list is in it, my, my five big things that I want to get done for the day. But in that, one of the things I have is reading 20 pages every morning of some book. So I want to read 20 pages of a book. And so right now I'm rereading Ordering Your Private World with my son. So every day I want 20 pages of a book. So uh, other things on that list, just, just in case any of y'all are wondering, I like morning routines and productivity, uh, is write three to five handwritten notes every morning. Uh, uh, drink immediately three bottles of water. Brush and floss teeth. Really, it's on there because of the flossing part. I'm, I'm pretty good at brushing. Flossing can be <laughs> challenging for me. Uh, check my calendar because sometimes I'll get started my day and then check my calendar and I miss something. So that's part of my morning routine. Uh, let me see what else is in my morning routine. So, do you use Notion? I don't. I just use uh, the full focus planner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
call I'm still, my mom. I'm still a handwritten guy, man. I'm sorry. Call my parents. Yeah, no, for that, no, that's a great. That is a great app. Um. So yeah, so those are some things. So every morning, those are things. Read my Bible, my Bible plan. And for my Bible plan, I, I pick a verse for the day. Then I have a food journal on my daily planner. So I love it, man. Hit me up, Hetty.Coleman at Instagram if you want to know more about uh, Notion or productivity or go in packet. So yeah, man, that's the way to go. So uh, okay, campus pastoring. Give me just a couple um, couple tips. What what do you feel like you you know you you connect with people around? Uh, what do you feel like? a couple tips, tricks that campus pastors can be doing, um, you know, to kind of set themselves apart and uh, really support their church. Man, I think one, know the vision of the pastor. Like what is his heart? (laughs) And then within that, be who you are the best, be the best version of you. So for me, I'm not one who's like dying to get on stage. So that's just not my thing. But if that's your thing, be, do the best in that. Uh, for me, I'm a community guy. So my days are spent really trying to dive into how can we outreach and focus on people. Um, but I think, I think for any location, campus pastor, at the end of the day, it's about the people. So really growing leaders who are going to allow for you to make the, the greatest difference in the people, not be not just in your church, but also beyond the church. And so, because uh, you can't, you can't touch everybody, but just grow great leaders who are passionate about seeing other people win. All right. Last question. You ready for it? Yes. All right. I want to hear a billboard. You, you're buying a billboard for all of Guthrie to see, or you're on the 35, you know, North and South, everyone's seeing it. What slogan or phrase are you putting on that billboard for everybody to see? You matter. I mean, I, I kind of just cheated. That's what we actually have. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, is actually, that is actually our, our billboard is you matter. It's going to either be you matter, go in, or God loves you. Like Those are the three things that I definitely always want in front of people. Uh, I always try to tell people that God loves them whenever I'm leaving them or something like that. I always want to say that because I believe that when those are three words that can allow for the Holy Spirit to do some miraculous things in people's lives. It's not Hetty who saves people. It's the Holy Spirit who convicts people. And I just really believe deep down in my heart when people hear God loves them, like, man, the Holy Spirit can really do some miraculous things in their heart when they're laying in bed late at night. And if they didn't know that or if they needed to be reminded of that, I just think you can do some really great things in their lives. Uh, you matter. Uh, I always want people to know, regardless of how down in the dumps or how successful they're being, you matter because they both have their challenges, right? And then uh, go in. I always want people to discover what are those right things for them to be achieving in order to live out their greatest story. Because when you're living out a great story, it draws people in. There's three things that happen when people live out their great story. People learn from it. People are inspired by it, and you connect with others. And so that's those. So those would be my things on the bullet board. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, Hedy, great to connect with you. It's always always fun. 
one last word of encouragement for us, man, as we, as we head out? Yeah, I would say this. I would say this. Right now, if you're listening to this, I want you to do this for me. I want you to write down three people that you can send a handwritten note to the next day. Whatever day you listen to, I want you to write down three people. I want you to send them a handwritten note the next day and let them know this. They matter. But you matter. Go win. I love it. Thanks, Eddie. We'll uh, have another episode for you guys here soon. Thanks for listening.